pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Right now, though, we are going to be talking dogs. Dogs, as she goes, dogs. Uh, we're going to be talking mindfulness for dogs uh, with my guest, uh, who is, where are you? I'm here. <laughs> oh, so this is, the, I was looking on the phone for you, Darren Rowe, but uh, I couldn't see you. So you're you're joining me in a studio, which is very exciting, uh, in Hamilton. Uh, yeah, I'm with Angie at the moment. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. You and Angie down there keeping keep company. Uh, Darren Rowe, of course, from mindfulnessfordogs.com. Uh, good morning to you. How are you? How's your little dog, Pepper, today? Oh, she's, you know what? She's she's great. She's I've worked out she's going to be 10 uh, oh, next wow. month. And so she's getting old. She's <coughs> definitely, yeah, she's struggling up the steps a bit, but she's a, she's a happy little girl and she Time sleeps a puppy now. Well, funnily enough that you mentioned that, <laughs> that, that has been suggested. It made the mistake of mentioning that to the kids that maybe there should be a, a, a friend for Pepper and uh, the boys jumped on it. And yeah. so they're really keen. So I might have to have a chat with you about that a little bit yeah, later definitely. on. Yeah, definitely. because they're, uh, they're all guns blazing for that one. Uh, but we're talking more a little bit today about, well, first up, if anyone does have a question for Darren, you can always call about your animal. 0800 844 747 3920 is a text. But we're talking about taking your pet on holiday or out for dinner, which yeah. used to be something that you couldn't do, but is becoming more uh, more normal, isn't it? It is. And I remember many years ago, the only time you could ever take your dog um, to a restaurant was in Paris, pretty much. Um, certainly in the UK, you couldn't do anything. And I'm guessing in New Zealand, it was the same. But there is a massive shift. And I think because of the pandemic and COVID-19 and all that kind of stuff, people are staying at home. And the expectation are changing and I, I was really fortunate recently um, over Easter to to be asked to be part of an Easter hunt Easter dog hunt and, and before anyone says there was no chocolate Easter eggs for dogs it was all uh, proper dog stuff um, but we had about 30 different dogs there some really nice um, breeds of Great Danes there was a Spinoli which I haven't seen for years um, all coming down and, and taking part in this Easter hunt but the, the end of it was um, a uh, meet up at the the keg room in Rotatuna, which is an awesome little restaurant if you haven't been there but you could bring your dog because they had a dog menu so cool. <laughs> what, what what was on the dog menu? So yeah, so there's I mean there was a whole load of stuff, but a couple of the ones that caught my eye was um uh, and I pardon the puns here, but pup cakes, and that was uh, a peanut butter and ban- and um, banana pancake, obviously dog friendly. There was um, a drulicious doggy donuts, and that was a chicken flavored one, um, and that smelled absolutely amazing, regardless of a dog food, it actually smelled fantastic. And then there was a dog chino just to wash it down, which was my favourite, obviously because I like a bit of coffee, um, and that was a dog milk and chicken liver dust um and, and but honestly i I've, i took some photos on my facebook page but these dogs were tucking into these meatballs and, and stuff like that but what a great idea you've got your family there you've got your dog there you don't have to worry about if your dog's stressing you've got separation anxiety of your dog at home they can just sit there and have a meal with you and there must have been about 20 30 dogs in this restaurant and they were all behaving so well because they were having amazing food oh, well that's <laughs> the thing isn't it keep them happy and keep their yeah. tummies full and they'll, uh, they'll most right, likely yeah. behave that's yeah. really good do you think we'll see more of this sort of thing popping up Oh, look, I think the keg room is um, probably given um, a bit of a model there, isn't it? So um, I, I think, I'm not sure, I think it's one of the only ones in Hamilton, for sure, definitely in that Rotatuna area, but um, maybe we'll start to see those sort of things. I think, And I think um, restaurants need to start doing that. <laughs> definitely, if you're a dog-friendly person, then you may as well get out there because you're going to get more and more people coming in. Guarantee, I'm, I'm certainly going there. <laughs> well, absolutely, and as long as your dog's not, you know, running riot around the the restaurant. But some would say, well, <clears throat> people take their kids and they do that. Well, then where's yeah, the problem? Right. 
Well, there is a there is a sort of um, client code. Um, you know, people have to wear trousers. <laughs> dogs have to be well behaved on a lead. So as long as you check out and your dogs, I mean, if your dog's not very friendly with other dogs and other people, then you wouldn't be taking them to a restaurant anyway, would you? You'd be coming to a dog trainer yeah. or a behaviorist. But um, yeah, if your dog's friendly, then yeah, go there. Why Absolutely. Not? Uh, interesting. I spoke to somebody down uh, in Marlborough. I think it was a while ago when I was doing some talkback, Philin, and they said they they have a B and B, and they said they had to pivot and change because their their primary uh, people were Australian tourists that would come along and so obviously they didn't have those anymore well, they might have them again mm. now and so yeah. they pivoted and they made their Airbnb dog friendly and they said this mm. is something that Kiwis really want this is becoming more common isn't it it is and there was a study by Batch Care Staycation um, Research and they, they did a big study I think it was about 3,000 holiday homes and, and one of the biggest drivers or I think it was like 23% um, more bookings for people that had pet-friendly accommodation. And that's huge. I mean, if you think about trying to bring in another income, you suddenly um, change your uh, accommodation so it's suitable for dogs. And it's not that difficult because um, you can take a bond as well in the same way as you can for um, sort of normal rentals. Um, wow, you know, 23% more people want to come to you. That's wow. a fantastic opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I guess, yeah. once again, as we said, with uh, dogs and with kids, I mean... <laughs> Sometimes yeah. who's going to do the most damage? Well, I think, <laughs> hey, definitely kids. <laughs> and we do think about our pets as part of the family as well, don't we? We do, yeah. And I think I think that's a growing thing, especially over the last year. The, the number of dogs that have been registered in New Zealand has gone up by, I don't know what percentage, but a huge amount because people have been taking on rescue dogs, they've been buying new dogs because they're not allowed to go out. Maybe that might change a little bit with the, the trans um, bubble opening. But, yeah, certainly a lot more dogs out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, there definitely seems to be anecdotally. So you've been away and you've used sort of dog-friendly accommodation. Yeah, so we've been away a few times and we've taken the dogs. But um, it was a real struggle to to find the um, the places because, um, you know, apart from phoning up the hotels and asking, there's always that, that awkward moment, isn't it, saying, oh, can we bring a dog? And then, mm. of course, they say, oh, no, we don't have dogs. So then, I mean, I was on the phone for hours and hours trying to find somewhere. We've got somewhere in the end. But um just recently, I came across a really cool little website, which, um, and, and the name says it all. It's petscancometo.co.nz. So I'd really strongly recommend if you are thinking of taking your dogs and your pets out um, to the accommodations of batches and things like that, check out this website, petscancometo, very easy to remember.co.nz, because they've got as hundreds of different um, places there, and they're all pet friendly. I think, if I remember rightly, the, 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 the people that set it all up, um, if I got their names here, Heather and Chris um, Simpson, they... Um, they actually struggle to find um, somewhere to take their dogs. So they've, they've set this up because of that reason, which, what a great idea, eh? Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic idea. So, And I guess it's a different levels of accommodation as well. It's yeah. not just sort of the, oh, the Airbnbs. No, some it was Airbnbs. Um, some of them I saw was a whole island you could rent. <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> fun. Idea. I know it wasn't that expensive either. Um, and uh, yeah, so so there's there's some um, uh, backpackers. So which backpackers are friendly for dogs? Um, which Airbnbs? Which hotels? There's quite a few hotels in New Zealand actually that are quite friendly for dogs, surprisingly. And um, yeah, and 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 so on. It'd be great if they could add um, the restaurants and all those kind of things as well. That would be really good. Maybe an option there for them. That's petscancometo.co.nz. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I have to go and check that out. Makes things makes things easier too when you are going away because finding somewhere to put your dog is difficult. It is, yeah. And and I mean there are some great kennels, but I don't know about you, but every time I if I want to go away for a quick weekend, trying to get yourself, trying to get your dogs into a kennel is just impossible because they get so heavily booked up. 
Yeah, I'm mm, I'm with you there. I'm always a, yeah. the sort of last moment kind of a gal mm. and <clears throat> never can get my dog into the kennels that yeah, they like desire. Six-week waiting list and most of them. Pets can come to.co.nz. That sounds absolutely fantastic. If you have a question for my guest right now, Darren Rowe, from Mindfulness for Dogs, you know now is a chance for you to get it in and ask. Maybe your dog's behaving a bit strange and you need some advice. Darren is your man, 0800 844 747. Welcome back to the Sunday Cafe. I don't know what happened there. I had some dead air in my headphones. Uh, my name is Mel Homer, and as always, you can get in touch, 3920, or you can call 0800 844 747. And I've got Darren Rowe with me in our Hamilton studios, to Mindfulness for Dogs, talking about your animals. If you've got any questions related to your pooch, then now is your chance. 0800 844 747. 3920 is the text. We've got about another quarter of an hour or so to take your questions in. Now, Darren, have you got some tips if you are taking your dog on holiday? So we've established that you can now take them around the country, certain places. What kind of things do you need to be thinking about when you are taking your dog on a holiday? Darren. I don't have Darren. Oh, there you are. Got you I'm back. Definitely here. I'm definitely here. My, my green light's on. Excellent. No, no, it's all right. Yeah. I was just saying, where's he gone? Uh, so what do we do? Did you hear me then? So what do we need to I, do when we take our dogs I on did. holiday? I had to take the dog out there quickly. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, well, it's a bit like having kids in it. We pack the car for the kids, but we've actually got to start packing the car for the dogs as well. Um, one thing, make sure your dogs have the room in the car, okay? You, you've got your six kids in the back of your, your um, MPV there. Don't just give your dog a little tiny space. Actually make sure he's got a proper crate or she's got a proper crate to be in. Because if you're going away for a long journey, the last thing you want is your little tiny dog flying um, around the mm. uh, car. Um, I think some like five kilogram dog becomes a 250 kilogram dog if you have to stop at 60k. So that's the last thing you want. Um, so a nice crate strapped down. Don't just put a crate in the back. Strap that down because again, a five kilogram dog with a five kilogram crate is even more damaged, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So make sure they're secure when you're traveling. Um, but that crate's got a double um, effect really because then if you take that crate with you, you've got the kennel for them. You've got a sleeping area for them. There's got an area that you can put your dog in if you just need a break from them. Um, so I would really strongly recommend you take a crate with them and that's that sleeping arrangement because otherwise you, you turn up to the hotel and where do you put your dog? You know, you don't want them running around the hotel or running around the batch all day um, or at night time because they might just go and have a little pee or poo somewhere. No, right. that's not good, is it? Yep. No. If they're in their crate and they're crate trained. So do a bit of crate training beforehand if you've never put your dog in a crate and um, that's quite an easy thing to do. You can find it all over the internet. Um, take some favorite toys be like the kids take the favorite toys for the dog yeah if it's something that makes them feel good take it there um lots of chew toys as well i remember chew toys um lessen that anxiety <coughs> so having lots of chew toys for the dogs to chew in the car and at the hotels um is a really good idea uh what other things um yeah this is a good one um make sure you take the food make sure you take your dog's food There's nothing worse than turning up thinking oh, i'll just buy some there and then you can't get the brand that the dog normally eats especially if it's dry food because um, most dog people know that if you change the, f the dog's food really quickly, it can really cause upset tummies. Oh, yes. And the last thing you really want is to come down in the morning and find diarrhea all over the floor in your, on your holiday. That's not a good look, is it? That especially would be that like, would be not a great start to the to the trip no, away. No, imagine, especially if it's on the white carpet oh, or something like that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So make sure you uh, you take the dog's food and take enough for the whole of your trip. Okay? You don't want to just suddenly have to go and throw something in at the last minute because, again, you've got the problems when you go home then. Um this is a big thing for me. Remember, you're on holiday, but your dog's life necessarily isn't, right? So you've got to keep the dog's exercise levels up. Just because you're on a slouchy holiday doesn't mean if you take your dog, your dog's got to have his exercise. Otherwise, they get depressed and get fed up. Right. And also, human treats, they're for humans, they're not for dogs. 
Right. You don't want to take your dog on holiday and then come back and find it put on 10 Ks. <laughs> well, that's what we do. That's our jobs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and just a couple of um, bits of like a small piece of pizza. Well, one thing we, we forget is if we give a dog a little tiny piece of pizza in relationship to their size, that's a whole pizza. Um, and if we eat a whole pizza, it's probably not good for us, is it? Um, I know we do, <laughs> but we probably shouldn't do either. So, yeah. yeah. So look at the sizings that your dog's given. Um, other things, yeah, don't assume your dog's going to behave, okay? You know, it might be fantastic at home, but it's a stressful environment. You've changed everything. So your dog might be a little bit anxious, might be a little bit um, worried, and it might chew things, okay? The last thing you want to do is end up your dog chewing things because you're going to have to pay for it, especially if you leave them in, in the accommodation by themselves. As a rule, I would say, if you're going to leave them, put them in a crate, but no more than an hour, um, probably even less than that, really. Um, take them with you, you know. Yeah, don't leave a dog in the accommodation by themselves because mm. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna destroy everything, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not you're not yeah. gonna be getting your bond back if you do that. That's no, for sure. Definitely not. Uh, I've got a couple of questions coming for you. If you do have a question for Darren Rowe too from Mindfulness for Dogs, you can text at 3920. But better still, if you want to have a conversation, do that because you can get always your question nice. across. Oh, it's always nice, isn't it? 0800 844 747 is the number. Uh, this is, let me just have a read of this. Up. We've got a... Oh, I don't know, that's a typo, a lahe pup. I'll just say we've got a pup, 10 weeks old. Uh, something's upset him, he's had diarrhea all day. Is there anything we can give to settle his tummy? Um, I would be taking, it depends on the age of a dog, but if, it, if, it, if one of my dogs starts to get diarrhea all day, they're down the vet straight away. Um, there's a whole load of things it could be. Um, and if it's a poison, then you want to get them down that vet straight away. I, don't, I wouldn't be trying to treat that myself. I would certainly be going straight to the vets. Right, anything longer than just one or two runny yeah, movements and you've got to move on yeah, to it. especially if it's a young puppy, definitely straight down the vets. Okay. Uh, another one in here from Nicola in sunny Wellington. Our gorgeous five-year-old fox terrier barks furiously at the barbecue and a specific bush when he is let out into the backyard. <laughs> we think it is to stamp his authority over his territory and to the cats that come over in the night. Uh, it's loud and <laughs> annoying. Otherwise, he's perfect. Help. <laughs> change your barbecue <laughs> that's a good one um it sounds like the cat idea is probably there they're probably sitting that um sit in the bush and stare at him um oh gosh what could you do uh the only thing you could do because because what would have probably been a cat in the bush at some point and then he's been barking at the bush but probably the best thing to do is uh, to go out there and start when he starts barking at the bush just give him lots of treats so he starts to build that positive association with the bush and therefore he might not get so scared of it um it's an, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because fox terriers are quite territorial when it comes to cats, for sure, and they're trying to scare them off. So and ca and think, cats are evil. There'll be a cat sitting oh, there just, just going, ha-ha, look at you, mate. We, we've got we've got two cats, and, and they're lovely, and they, they love the dogs, but they do wind them up. My God, they, they sit there, they just go slightly out of range, and, and then you just sit there and just stare at them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like the middle child who always winds yes. up the one that's older than totally. them and, and younger than them as well, aren't they? Completely, and then they, and then they jump down and run off, and and one of my cats always just looks back at the dogs if say, "Come on, chase me, chase me." <laughs> Yeah, so mean. It really is so mean. Yeah, they are. Oh, eight hundred eight double four seven four seven. We've got about another eight minutes or so to get your questions in. If you've got any animal-related questions, uh, sort of behaviour-wise, that you'd like Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs to address, then now's your chance to get them in, get them in and get it sorted. Another text for you from John. I have an Irish Terrier cross American Bulldog. She always chews her feet. She's almost two years old. The vet hasn't picked anything up when she had checkups. How do I stop the feet chewing? 
So featuring normally um, for me would be an anxiety thing. If the vet's checked her out and she's not got any allergies to pollen or things like that, which is quite often what you get inside um, when they start to chew the, the bottoms of their feet. Um, but that, that does tell me that it's quite a, a stressful anxiety based um, behavior. So I'd be looking at a lifestyle and, and just seeing, am I loading, am I giving her too much to do? Has she got a lot of... Um, lot of responsibilities um, what, what would life. be responsibilities for a dog well classic one is we leave them outside i know it sounds very strange we, we leave them outside all day and we just think they're having a great time because they're outside but actually they're trying to deal with the whole world there and and, and particularly um some dogs not so much the, the terriers but some dogs will um feel they have to put everything in its right place so like a border collie out there or a herding dog would be trying to herd everything up um if you've got a guarding dog, there's a bit of American Bulldog in there, I think, if I remember rightly, mm. that's going to be a protective dog. So they might be trying to bark and scare all the birds off. So you might be stressing your dog out about realising that could be causing um, that anxiety. Um, yeah, it's a hard one. I would be, I'd be looking at that first, and if I could, if I could sort that out, and we still get that issues, I would be um, getting a behaviourist in to have a look at the whole picture there and see, well, what is it that's causing it? Because th- that's not going to get any better. That's going to get worse. It's interesting because we think that by putting our dogs outside, we're doing mm. a good thing. We're not cooping them up inside when we go out or anything. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because one of the first things I recommend when people have dogs that are barking crazily is to bring them in. <laughs> um, teach them to be in. The whole concept of an indoor and outdoor dog is quite strange for me coming from the UK. But um, most dogs start indoors and then when they get badly behaved, they become outdoor dogs. Um, but if you think about it, if they're outdoors, they have to, they're keying into that predator-prey drive of protection, so they're protecting your property, and that's where the, the problems come. Isn't it? If you take that away, our dogs are in a kennel. Um, they, they can go inside, they can go outside, but they can't really see very much. They can't see the main road or anything like that, so they don't have a lot of stresses in their life. They just chill out and sleep all day. Mm. Um, okay. want. Even, even in a garage with, with a radio, you know, good... Uh, a good dog behaviourist on the radio talking to them is good. <laughs> Give soothing tones of a dog <laughs> tones of a dog behaviourist on the radio. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. So, do do dogs actually like to have a little bit of noise around them? Like, is that a good thing to do? Leave the radio on when you go out or the telly? Yeah, we, <clears throat> we certainly leave the radio on. Um, we have the radio on all the time actually. Um, the dogs and it's just having that voice because when we leave them, there's a there's a voice in the background, so they feel that they're part of that family that someone's there. And, and you're never going to drown out the noises outside, but certainly it gives them something to concentrate on. My, I tend, my dogs tend to just listen to the voices and then fall asleep. Oh, God, yeah. Well, they're not alone. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, 0800 is a number if you've got a question about your animal for Darren Rowe. Animal behaviourist, mindfulnessfordogs.com, because we've got about five or four more minutes to get those questions in and answered. I just want to go back to what you were talking about before about getting an, a young dog when you've got an older dog. Yeah. Is that a good <clears throat> thing to do? Or should you avoid it? <clears throat> well, it is. Um, and it is and it isn't. So it depends on how old your other dog is. So if you've got a dog that's under one, I wouldn't go there with a barge pole, personally. Um, because you And it's all down to that role model. So you want a, a really good role model for your young dog to grow up and then start to emulate. Right. So same as kids, isn't it? If you've got a good role model there. So um, a one-year-old probably isn't going to be the best role model, especially when they start to go into puberty around that one oh, to 15 yep. months. And then they just all goes all over the all over the shop and then your puppy's going to pick up all those naughty behaviors um a 10 year old um 
is going to be a really good role model, but you need to protect your, your old dogs from your puppy because puppies are bullies at the end of the day. They don't mean it, but they're just bullies. Yeah. So you still want to be having that separation between the two, but still allowing your older dog to be the role model. The best age, in my opinion, is around the four, five, six mark um, because your your older dog is, is still young enough to want to play with the puppies, but is you probably put the effort in, you've done the training. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter what breed, um, you know, just because you've got a fox terrier doesn't mean you have to have another fox terrier. Any dog will, will do in that sense, as long as they're well behaved and you put the effort. What I would recommend is if you've got a, um, a younger dog or you're going to bring in a younger dog, do some training first, maybe six months worth of training with your older dog, get them perfect and then bring your puppy in. Sounds like sound sound advice. I will take that on board. Uh, Darren (laughs) Rowe is our expert mindfulness for dogs. 0800 844 747 if you've got a call or a question. Uh, Ray, good morning to you. Yes, good morning. How are you doing? Um, We've got a um, a, a little little fella. um, He's a Bichon uh, Maltese cross, and um, he's almost 10 years years old in December, so he's nine and a half, excuse me, he, uh, we've we've been recently retired, like in the last four years, five years, and um, it seems every time we go away or we go to the shops or go to the RSA or something like that and leave him behind because he does everything with us, um, he seems to get separation anxiety. And I was wondering, like he licks his his back paw, he's under the vet. It's already cost me three and a half grand, oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, you know, and we we're back there again in between his two toes. Um, on, the, on his back right hand leg, he seems to lick it all the time, and um, we're still in the vet right now. And he seems to have a little, a little like a little, um, not a growth, but a little, a little lump there. And yeah, I was wondering if there's anything we can do um, naturally to um, help him out. I mean, that's, that's a, I think it's called hyperplasia, where they, they chew on the same thing and then the, the cells go out of control, and that will just keep continuing. Um, it's all down to that, like you say, you said about the separation anxiety, all about that anxiousness. Um, yeah. It's a, I w- first of all, I would, would definitely, it was particularly because of the age and how long it's been going on, I would definitely try and get yourself some help with the canine behaviourists because it's a long period, it's a long process to, to so, stop it. So help, get some help, sorry, get some help yeah, with Yeah, I would definitely um, try and enlist a behaviourist to help you because it is quite a lengthy process to, to stop it. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine it's yeah. been building yeah. up for the last sort of seven, eight years. Um, but what you want to be yeah. looking at, I would definitely go down uh, the lines of crate training because you want to start to build up more of a separation between you and the dog. And the only way you can do that is to have the dog in a crate so they've got their own space. And then you go out or you you, you know you move away from the dog for probably even five minutes at the beginning in that crate. And then you go out of sight and then you leave a little bit. yeah, And, and you slowly yeah. start to give them more... Um, independence because what's happening is every time because the dogs around you all the time they they almost can't work out who they are unless you're there so you have to start separating yourself away from a dog the other thing you can do is start to teach the dog um, I know it's an older dog but you can still teach them things is that downstay because then you can start to do that naturally so you know put them in a downstay and then walk away from them then come back walk away it's if you think about the separation anxiety really just says it all isn't it's about you teaching the dog that you can be separate and it's okay um, but yeah, definitely get a canine behaviourist, but teach a downstay and do the crate training and start to move um, move away from them a little bit more and more. Yeah, but the last thing you want to do is put them in a crate and leave them for four hours. That's going to freak them out. There you go, Ray. So you can yeah. teach an old dog it new tricks. One, it is. Hey, thank you yeah. so much, Darren Rowe. Always a pleasure uh, to have you on the show with all your expertise on the animals. Now, if people want to get in contact with you, best thing to do, probably go to your website, isn't it? Mindfulness yeah. for dogs, which is the number four, uh, dot com. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. 
giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.